Hi, I'm Kerwin, and this is Keith. Welcome to Father Son Galaxy. With over one and a half million subscribers, Jen Markham is one of the biggest content creators on YouTube. She is a costume designer, cosplayer, a Star Wars, and a Buffalo Bills fan. She has hundreds of shorts detailing her costume builds and updating us on her adventures as Trooper Mom, raising little Grogu. Jen will be appearing on Megacon Orlando from February 1st to the 4th. Jen Markham, welcome to Father Son Galaxy. Hi, I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're honored to have you. Thank you so much. We were looking forward to this. So, can you tell us a little bit about when your love for making costumes began? Oh, that's a great question. I've always loved costumes. Um, I loved Halloween as a kid, but I uh, never really had anyone to do it with, you know? So uh, I think it was after I got married and my husband and I, I was like, do you want to do Halloween with me? We started making Halloween costumes. And then I was re researching a Halloween costume one year. It was Ray from The Force Awakens. And I stumbled across um, this website called the RPF, the replica platform. And I discovered this whole world of cosplay and being able to make things uh, that are exactly like what they got in the movie, like shop at the same place, order from the same stores kind of thing. And I was just hooked. I just thought that was amazing, like that puzzle solving, you know? Um, and so I've been kind of doing cosplay ever since, which is great. It's like Halloween year round. So I understand that you like to sew and pattern making. Yeah, I'm I'm an okay pattern maker, but sewing is kind of my first best skill. Um, I've been sewing, I guess, for about ten years. I've always wanted to sew. My mom sew, sewed growing up and made a lot of my clothes, but I never really. It just seemed really complex. But then I took a class in New York, where I live, and uh, I found it really, really fun. Like you, you can just be so creative and make whatever you want, you know. Which costume was the most time consuming to create? Oh, Keith, that's a good question. Um, it's hard because some people ask me, like, how long did this take? You know, it's not making costumes isn't my full time thing. I, I, I is kind of my, still just my hobby. So I don't work on it like eight hours a day, you know, seven days a week sort of thing. So when I say, oh, it took two months. Well, it didn't take two months straight. You know, I mean, it took a few hours here, a few hours there. But I would think total hours. Um, Maybe, uh, maybe Bo-Katan, because that was just a lot of painting, a lot of la layers of the painting. Um, she has actually more armor than the Mandalorian does. Um, and I did the, ver I, and I didn't do the version of the Mandalorian with the jetpack, with Bo-Katan I did. So I had to do a whole jetpack too. And then her, her helmet, like Mandalorian's helmet, right? It's one color, and you're done. Um, Bo-Katan, right? It's blue, it's black, it's white, it's chipped. So there's layers of masking underneath. So I think that was probably the total amount of time. If you asked me the whole amount of time, maybe if I worked on it straight, like like a, a solid month. But I think I, I took a lot of breaks. I mean, you live in the Northeast, you know, like when it's really humid, out, you can't paint. And so I think um, maybe it took me about like six months, so. Wow. Um, what was the first costume you designed that you wore in public, whether it be like a Comic-Con or a convention or anything? Oh, that's a good question. Um, just to be clear, I don't want anyone to think that I, I, I don't design them. I kind of replicate what's on screen, um, not to correct you or anything. But I, I, my first convention was actually Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. I'd never been to a convention before. I didn't know anybody. 
um, which is crazy now because I go and I have so many people I get to meet and, and I have friends, but I think the first day I wore Jin or so uh, from Rogue One, who uh, is still one of my very, very favorites. That's very nice. Yeah, and I, I saw that photo of you wearing Jin or so, and where do you buy your material? Oh, that's a great question. It depends. I mean, I'm lucky enough to live um, in the New York City metropolitan area, so we're very blessed that we have a fashion district. Um, there's the fashion industry. It's a hub, you know, in New York. So we have great fabric stores in the city. I also do a lot of online ordering too, especially during the, the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to get all a little uh, more adept at ordering fabric online, but that's tough. It's really something you need to feel the drape of it and the weave and the color. It's a tough thing to shop for online fabric, unless it's something like you need like black canvas or something. So, uh, mostly in the fashion district in New York. And then when I'm online, I, I, I do mood fabrics quite a bit, you know, mood from project one way. And, and, uh, and then there's always good notions and trims and stuff at Joanne fabrics, which is kind of everywhere. So. Well, we mentioned at the beginning that you're also a Buffalo Bills fan. Yes, and, go Bills. I don't know when this is when you're going to post this, but right, yes, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, like after the game. Well, hopefully yeah, we were hoping, future you know, us we, yeah, celebrating. exactly, as we're recording. So it's the day before the big game. Yeah, hopefully, we can post this tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best, we'll do the best we can. Job. We'll, oh, no, 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 I'm saying whenever, if you're, if you're watching this in the future, hopefully, you can tell us that we won. Yeah. How about you guys? Are you guys Eagles fans or not into sports so much? Or Eagles fans? We are. We are disappointed Eagles fans. What happened? I don't know. The Eagles like they started off good and then just completely fumbled the football multiple times. It's just they just collapsed at the finish line. If you if you saw Star Wars Visions, you know, I'm your mother, that ship started flying, went right side up on the point, and then fell right flat at the finish line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, it, it's almost like our fates, we took over, because the Bills had the complete opposite. We were like six and six, and then we went on a tear, and we just like won like seven straight, so... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I I feel your disappointment. As a Bills fan, I've been there. So yeah, Next yeah, year. we went completely in the opposite direction, Janet. Yeah. So good luck to the Bills. Um, what is your connection to Buffalo? Do you live near Buffalo? Uh, I'm from there originally. I'm from I'm born and raised uh, in Western New York. Uh, I was living in Buffalo when I met my husband. So like the there's pictures of us getting our wedding license uh, in Bill's out, uh, gear outside City Hall. Uh, I don't live in Western New York anymore, but that's that's home, always will be, so. Got it, got it. And I also noticed that you design clothes to support your team or to- Yes. Yeah, so tell me about that. Why did you want to design clothes to support the Bills? Well, uh, I mean, I guess, first of all, I, I was so lucky enough to, to have a little bit of a relationship with the team uh, on so, uh, in social media. They invited me to a game and I'm like, well, this is a big deal. I've been invited to a football game. My, my, my favorite team as a kid growing up, this is huge. And it was uh, 19 degrees, this was two years ago. And so I'm like, I gotta wear, I gotta make my own outfit. I kind of figured like since social media, that's maybe kind of what I'm known for is making costumes. I should make something to wear at the game. So I, I made this red wool coat and uh, I've kind of just been like sort of doing it ever since. I wanna, you know, 
part of it is that I, I feel like it's a way to express myself, just like it's one of my skills. It's something that I know I can make a video about and people enjoy. I can express myself in maybe a unique way. And also, quite frankly, this has been a topic I think that's come up, especially when uh, like Taylor Swift and so forth has been wearing custom things to games. The selection for women for sports stuff isn't awesome. There's a great number of it. Like if you go to NFL shop and there's like nine pages of stuff for women, but they're kind of all variations on the same theme. It's basically stuff for guys, but cut for women and maybe pink-ish. Now, I, I, I'm being very ge general, but it's, I think there's a, I want to wear something a little like, well, you know, a little more style, a little bit more uh, Claire, you know? So kind of a combination of all those things. I started with having a relationship with the team and wanting to, you know, do a video that was eye-catching and then just, I prefer my stuff than to what you can buy. So, yeah. Are you have you been recognized by the NFL? You know, perhaps they might look at your designs and say, "Hey, well, maybe you could design something for other football teams." I I haven't. No, um, but uh, no, I haven't. You never know, though, right? I mean, I know. I, mean, I don't know. know if I design stuff. I take one look and I can I figure a way to to make it fills and I sew things in commercial patterns. But uh, um, yeah, that'd be a fun. Uh, that'd be that'd be a fun gig. Yeah, I, I've seen the photos and it looked like a lot of fun. I saw the, awesome. the suit jacket and the pants, which yes. was pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah, I, it looks very comfortable. Thank you so much. Making yeah. a suit was uh, like a little daunting, but it's like anything else. You you cut it, you sew it, you fix it, you get the fit right and you wear it. So. Yeah. Real quick. Um, yeah. So I saw that video you had where you, you had the Venator, that big Lego yes. set. I'd just like to say, you are so lucky to have that Lego set. <laughs> I would buy it. I do not have the space to put that like anywhere yeah. without literally having to lift everything out of the house, chuck it out the window, and then just put it on a display pedestal. Like, <laughs> I would have to make so much room for that. It's big. Um, at least it's narrow. I was actually just at the Lego store this morning doing a gift return. And they had the Millennium Falcon there. And it was so big. Like, it was actually on its side in the glass case. And I'm like, oh, that's even bigger. Um, I think I, it, it was, it was actually a partnership with Lego to make those videos, which was, I, I mean, I have, I play with Legos, my Lego bricks, my whole life. And I still have my collection of all the ones from I have a kid. It's the only toy that I still have. And when I got that email to do that partnership, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, it was, it was a, I do it kind of a short period of time, like do the build and all the videos and stuff. And I was, remember, I couldn't find a piece. Um, it, you know how you, you, you lose a piece, it's on the floor. It'll, it'll pop up in the vacuum cleaner. Like <laughs> a couple of It'll be in that little corner of the bag. Right, right, where the crown molding is, exactly. Um, so I went to my collection, which I had in tubs, to find something that I would use. It, it was in, it was interior; it was exactly the same color. And I got kind of emotional looking at all my sets from when I was a kid. Like my seven-year-old self would not believe that I was like that. Lego was hiring me to make I, I make Star Wars Legos for a video for them. It was it was a really big deal. And, but I, and I was so hectic and like the paperwork and I had to get the bill, it took for a long time and it was, and my hand was cramping and like, and it, I didn't step back until I went to go get that piece and sort of had that moment with my childhood collection where I was like, wow, this is such a big deal. It's so cool. 
You know, if you ever need help building a lighter, <laughs> this is like this is an expert. the entire thing <laughs> to me, and I will build it, and then I will. You'll come on the train. You'll come up. Okay. <laughs> You've been building since you were what, four. Four. Yeah. 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 About the time you introduced me to Star Wars, because yeah. I remember I have the uh, the Obi Wan interceptor, and the fun thing is they built another version. And I got that for my birthday, and I have it in my room. I I wish I knew where the rest of Obi Wan is. I say the rest because he's missing his hands. And oh no, that's a Skywalker move. Yeah. So my brother, um, he just enjoys absolutely demolishing Legos. Oh no. I've lost multiple hands, heads, arms, bodies, yeah, legs. They're so easy to lose. Pieces. They're so I small. Mean, yeah. Especially those little itty bitty hands popping out yes. of a minifigure. Yeah, those hands, like if you pull up a Lego minifigure and you drop that hand on a piece of carpet that manages to blend in with that hand, you're never going to see it again. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's never coming back. <laughs> so, Jen, That's the Venator, uh, how many pieces? Is the Venator and did you put it together? Is it? Like oh, yeah. 50,000, I think. 5,200, I think. 5,000, oh, 5, okay. yeah. And so. it's all put together? It's all put together. Wow. Wait, do you have it? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't have it. It's not on this floor, but I'm actually in my husband's office. But uh, yeah, I got to keep it. I mean, I don't I don't know what where I'm going to store it. I wish it was tall. It was so funny. My good friend actually had a similar deal to build the Avengers Tower at Marvel. And I'm no. a little, that's very tall, no. but the base is small. So mine is very wide, but at least it's not tall. So um, right now it's it's downstairs uh, in front of uh, a decommissioned fireplace on the mantle. So, which was just, and it's covered. So it doesn't get like sun faded. Some of my childhood bricks are sun faded, you know? So I, I but I don't have a plan. I need to have a plan like where it's gonna be. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah. As a trophy. In fact, I, I like to build, like, custom pieces. Did you see uh, Thor Love and Thunder? Yes. So you know that planet that Gore, Thor, Thor, and Valkyrie were fighting on? Yes. I built it. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's like a little sphere thing. I built a battle in New York with the Chitauri and Captain America. So I like to put it, like, right where my monitor is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite set of all your, of all your Lego buildable figures? Yeah, Daily Bugle. Yeah, the yeah. Executor. Oh yeah, you yeah. have the Daily yeah. Bugle. Yeah, we're missing the sign, but yeah, that is the Daily Bugle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna order some parts off Bricklink yeah. and fix yeah. that. You want to talk about Star Wars? You know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, right. How about that? I think that's what we're here for. All right. Star Wars. Well, let's talk about your Star Wars story. When did you become a fan? Um, it, I get to ask that all the time. It, and I, I hate to say, I don't remember not being a fan, right? It's always been part of the pop culture fabric. I know, I think my earliest memory, though, was definitely the music. Um, we, as a family, we all had, we had the original trilogy um, soundtracks on vinyl. You know, and I remember I just always love music. And I remember like looking at the pictures in there and listening to the music and just thinking, wow, wow, this is it just it's so it's something that just transports you, you know. So I wish I, that I, 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 I can't remember like what was the moment when Star Wars entered your life? Like it's always been there kind of, you know, but I think that's because, you know, my family was fans as well. Um, and then, you know, there was a while there when there wasn't Star Wars, right? Like we had the, the, 
the the prequel movies were, came out and then there wasn't anything and then the and so you, know, you, you grow up and you're an adult and uh um you kind of get on with your life and all of a sudden the force awakens is back in theaters and people are losing their minds and it was so exciting it's like oh yeah i've always loved this where has this been yeah so um that was when in terms of like making it like starting to spend like adult money on star wars happened <laughs> like after the force awakens for sure so um but yeah it's it's just kind of always been there and i love the music i love the costumes um i love the shows on disney plus like i love it all that's the fun part of having a job you can <laughs> just you can choose to save your money you know invest it build trust funds or whatever or you could be like me and blow all that money in target <laughs> every in the, lego, in the lego the shelf, yes every yeah. legends and black series action figure just they're all going in the cart yeah <laughs> and everyone has their thing right like lego I, you spend on lego and action figures mine's on like leather and fabric and 3d print filament to to make my own action figure me you know <laughs> That's the cool thing about Star Wars, that there's so many different ways for fans to express themselves. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Lego. Yes. I wonder if the Quinjet and the Avengers Tower are like, can, can you put both of those sets together? Like, can you do that? I don't know. Because I know Avengers Tower has like a, has a landing pad. Like, would the Quinjet fit there? It would I don't be know. Like I don't have that set. Total. Is it big enough for a whole jet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Getting back to talking about Star Wars, Jen, I can understand what you're saying. Uh, of course, you know, I, I lived through it. There was a time, and I don't know if, you know, you experienced the same thing where I didn't really tell a lot of people that I was Star Wars fans because one, you're either teased or two, people didn't watch Star Wars and had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, so Star Wars to me was just personal. And I always kept the original trilogy very close, you know, on the VHS or DVD or Blu-ray, whatever the, the the medium was at the time, I had it. And I just kept it to myself, you know, me and maybe two of my other buddies who, who really understood Star Wars. And, you know, I, growing up as an adult, I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm never going to see Star Wars again. That's in the past. I have the, the original trilogy. I can watch the movies however many times I want to. But you're right. I mean, when we heard about this new sequel trilogy coming coming up um I, I just became a kid again you know and then that was right around the time when keith um well keith was born in uh, a few years before the force awakens but it was just a perfect opportunity to introduce him to star wars and then um, i'm you know i'm right back in it as if i never left it yeah exactly you know and there were so many of us that like had always loved it but there wasn't I don't know. I know that there were books and I enjoyed those too, but there wasn't a lot to talk about with Star Wars, you know what I mean? And and so I I I don't remember keeping it a secret maybe quite the way you described, but I and most friends that I had said, "Oh, I love Star Wars too," but we didn't like wear Star Wars t-shirts and talk about Star Wars. I don't know, because it, it it was a 40-year-old, 30-year-old movie at the time. Like there wasn't anything new to talk about kind of. And now all of it, there's like new lore and there's new everything and way to go Disney, you know, make it more part of like the, the mainstream sort of. Yeah. What future films or Disney plus series in star Wars are you looking forward to? That is such a good question. Uh, uh, I, I, the, obviously I want all of it. 
I'm definitely looking forward to Andor season two. Uh, Andor, I thought, was so unique. I, they just did something so different and it had no eye on selling toys. It was about how everyday people can make a difference. It wasn't about Jedi or royalty or bounty hunters. It showed how staggeringly evil the empire was. I, I just, I loved it. It was 12 hours. It was so, it was unbelievable that was made. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I just love that that sits right next to Ahsoka or like Clone Wars or anything like that. that that's the great thing about Star Wars. There can be so much variety. So I'm looking forward to that because it's so different. I thought it was so well done. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to it all. I'm looking forward to Skeleton Crew and the Acolyte and, and, and all the new movies. They have announced a lot of movies uh, in the past 10 years that nothing ever came of. So I'm, I'm hopeful what they've announced is actually going to happen. But they've announced plenty of things that have just kind of not happened. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with the movies. Yeah. And how about the surprise announcement, a Mandalorian and Grogu movie? Yeah, that was sure a surprise, that? right? Yeah. I, I was surprised. I mean, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised, right? Like, of the, um, it's kind of a home run. Yeah. Let's see, right? Like, let's, let's just be honest. Did, people are going to see that movie. So if that frees up Lucasfilm resources, funding or otherwise, to do more things, I am all for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. In my opinion, I consider it a soft reboot. You know, because of what happened with the sequel trilogy and we haven't had a movie since 2019, I think, yeah, they want to play it safe. So let's bring Star Wars back to the big screen with, with character characters that people and love and enjoy. Right. So it's uh, a slam dunk. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. if they managed to fail Mando and Grogu. <laughs> wow. Right. I don't know. How do There's you come back from that? A 0.1% chance that that's possible. I don't think anybody's going to be bothered <laughs> with watching the movie. I will say, I hope, um, obviously, the content I make is very Grogu forward. So, however, the show, the first two seasons, quite frankly, really weren't, right? Like, it was a show about the Mandalorian and his, and his whole journey. And the, the whole second season of The Mandalorian was written before the first season ever was released. And they knew... What, how he was going to be received. They had no idea, right? They had no idea the cultural phenomenon he was going to be. And so the second season wasn't written that way. Here comes the third season. And it's written very differently, right? Like, no more babysitters for Grogu. Grogu's in every scene and the center of every action. We're really leaning into the cute moments. Um, I don't know. I thought, I think there's a better balance maybe to go a little bit map towards season one and two-ish. So we'll see what the movie does if they if they still just like are riding high on the safe as you put it like kind of you know Grogu being cute for two hours or are we gonna have like a big Western adventure? I mean, the more Grogu you put in the movie, the better toys you can make out of it. That's true. That's right. They're gonna sell toys no it's matter what, business. though, right? Yep. Though, so that's what I'm hoping. They're gonna sell toys no matter what. So let's do a really good story. Yeah, I'm oh, always for a good story. Screensaver moments too. For what you said, lightsaber moments. No, like some screensaver moments. So, you know, oh. like that shot in Ahsoka when that ring was coming up from the clouds. Like, I I still need to make that my background. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Let's talk about your YouTube channel. Now, we love your content. 
Oh, thank you so much. I really the, appreciate that. Yeah. The, the shorts I love especially is when you're actually playing multiple characters in the same video and you're having interactions <laughs> with yourself. Um, it, it's, it's, it's extremely funny and it's, it's, it's very cleverly written. Um, how thank long does it you. take you to put that type of short together where you're the one playing all the roles? Um, thank you so much. And thank you for mentioning the writing. I mean, I'm, I, there's some, I'm so proud of, you know, people forget that I have to sit down and write it, you know, and come up with the jokes. It has to be all written in advance. Uh, it just kind of depends. Um, I, I don't do probably as much rewriting as I should. Uh, I just kind of sum up with an idea. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll start writing it and I don't really know how to end it. And maybe I'll take another day to write it, but I usually kind of write it kind of in one setting. And then the shoot just depends on how many changes there are. That's the kind of the slowest thing, like, because it's me, I have to get completely out of costume and into another costume or something like that. If it's just your mom and Grogu, that's quicker because I puppet him on a frame. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. So the ones where I'm in a lot of costumes, like I think I did one about a year ago where I put on every single Star Wars costume. I deliberately spread that out over three days because it'll just, it's too much. I can't, I can't, you know, let me do five costumes and then I'll get back to my life and then I'll do five costumes on a day. Um, so it just kind of depends. It can, a shoot can be, I don't know, 10 minutes. It can be an hour. It can be two hours, depending the changes take up way more time than actually in the actual shoot. Cause the short's only a minute, right? I only need a minute of usable footage. Though I do lots of takes and I forget my lines and the whole thing. Um, and then depending on how well I position myself in the frame, the edit can take a lot, a lot of time because I have to animate my, cut myself out and animate around because I overlapped. So I try to be smart about that, but an edit can take, I don't know, an hour, it can take eight hours depending on how much I screwed up or if I'm gonna put effects in there and so forth and stuff. It, so I hate to say it depends, but it really can depend, so. So your most well-known characters are Trooper Mom, the child, and also Mando Dad. So how'd you go about developing the trooper and her relationship with Grogu? That's a good question. So and if you remember the, the last scene, the last episode of season one of The Mandalorian where Grogu is captured by these two scout trooper guys. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching that episode the day it dropped. And I guess that was 29, by that time it was probably 2019 going to 2020. And they just had that scene of those two troopers it was played by Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis, um, just kind of like talking about life and just shooting badly in the desert. I'm like, I have never seen this in Star Wars before. We've seen parts of clone life, right? And on, on the Galactic Republic side, beautifully done in Clone Wars, seeing that kind of everyday grunt life, but never the empire with these two doofuses. And I just thought I, that, I remember I actually stood up, which is, that sounds so dramatic. But I have never seen a scene like this in live action Star Wars before. It was, a, it was so unintentionally hilarious to me. Um, so, when, so when I started doing, uh, actually started on TikTok, I had this idea like, well, what if I replace one trooper's dialogue with like the idea of it's a trooper that wants to, instead of punch the kid, adopt the kid. So I made that video. So I kept Sudeikis's lines and replaced Pally's with my own voice and acted out both sides. And that video did sort of decently. And then I did a follow-up like, well, now what happens? She's kidnapped, she's adopted him. What happens now? And I guess they went and got coffee. And that was my first ever video on TikTok that did over a million views. And I'm like, oh, is there something here? And so I've been making them ever since. But that's how it started. It was just inspired by that last scene 
that scene in that last episode of the Mandalorian first season with the two scout troopers. So, because who so wants to see, who wants to see Gro Grogu getting punched? You know, I'm like, let's not punch him. What do we do with him? Said, oh, we're gonna make him, we're gonna take him home and make him their kid. So. So then that was the moment, I guess, when your subscriber numbers just skyrocketed when you became Trooper Mom. Um, uh, so this was on, I started on TikTok. So it, it, it definitely grew a little bit there. I didn't start putting them on YouTube till I think the following year or maybe following two years because YouTube didn't have shorts. This was, uh, I guess, 2020, right? During the pandemic. So um, yeah, and then YouTube is really interesting and it's, it's, it's so much more, I don't say democratic, it's just healthier mentally because you can post a YouTube short and it can just sit there doing nothing for months. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere in the background, you're like, why? I'll never forget this. I was at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim's, so whatever year that was, 22? 2022, yeah, we were there. Yeah. Oh, you were? Oh, amazing. Really? So I was put. I was putting my videos on YouTube because I was. I, I had good advice to put all your sh videos on YouTube, and I'm like, they're not. No one's watching them there, and the advice was like, no, 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 no. Just keep with it. You gotta keep with it. I'm like, all right, fine. So I put a video on it, and then get on with my life. And I really wouldn't like manage or whatever. And I, they would get like 20 views. I get two subscribers. Nothing. And I go. I got busy during celebration, as you know. It's super hectic. The week was over. I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta get back to the YouTube thing. And I opened my laptop, and I looked at my dashboard for YouTube and suddenly I had 17,000 subscribers. I'm like, what the heck, what the heck happened? I've been at celebration, like what, what happened while I was gone? And sure enough, one of those old videos had just kind of blown up in the background. I was like, oh, shoot, I gotta spend some time on this now. And so <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I got all the back catalog from TikTok up and then I've been kind of doing new stuff. And it's, it's surpassed what my TikTok was. Um, and now everything is on YouTube first. I'm a YouTube first. I'm a YouTuber, I guess. Sounds it's funny to say, but yeah, it's been it's been amazing. I I feel really really lucky that I got, you know, because the algorithm does what it does. Yeah. How yeah. you know I, as you as you know as every content creator knows, you know, so you can work really hard on stuff and it, it just nothing, right? Yeah. But uh. I got really lucky and I, I never wanted anyone to think like, oh, I deserve it. I, I got lucky. I work hard, but I got lucky too. And I feel really grateful. So. And I, I guess it helped that it happened during Star Wars Celebration. So maybe there were some fans looking for some Star Wars content while they're at Celebration. Who right. Knows? And they stumbled upon your video and then, yeah, it just blew yep. up. Terms, terms are trending, as you yeah. know. And so... And every once in a while, I get, I've gotten a couple of those, thankfully, that have just sort of caught fire and they catch fire in the background while I'm doing other new stuff, you know? Whereas on some of the other platforms, you post a video and within an hour, you know. You know if it's favored or not favored in the algorithm and that's it. With, with YouTube, at least in my experience, and I, can't, I can only speak for myself, it's been nice that like, oh, something doesn't do so well right away? That's yeah, okay. Maybe three months from now it'll explode. You never know, you can, it's just healthier. Uh, big fan of YouTube. I, it's my favorite platform. So excellent. Mm -hmm. So you attended conventions before you were the content creator that you are. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. You're a celebrity. Ah. How are you managing the change and attending conventions for business rather than for leisure? Wow, that is a great question. Um, how am I managing it? Not great. No. <laughs> um, 
uh, here's what I really like about it. When I am so fortunate enough, like I was at Fan Expo Boston where we met, uh, to have a space, to have my own table, what's nice is that people can find me. I, I do not consider myself a celebrity at all, but I do understand that people sometimes want to find me and say hello and meet me. And I like that I have the opportunity now to be found. Whereas maybe before when I didn't have like a table or whatever, you know, <clears throat> people trying to rely on, I'm posting my Instagram story where I am, but then there's no Wi-Fi in the convention center and they can't find me and they're disappointed. And I don't want to, I want to disappoint zero people. So that's the nice thing about it is that I have a home base where I can be found and stuff. Um, it's the days are long and that's, you know, I, and I get, I get self, I worry about missing someone or letting someone down, but, uh, but it's such a great honor and it's, it, it's great. And um, I've never really done a lot of shopping at conventions. I, I usually get to do, a, I buy a little bit of art, so I don't really miss that. And with the great thing is you go to the shore flo shore flo show floor early. Um, yeah. Uh, the, I guess what, do, what don't I like it? But I mean, I guess I'm not, I'm uh, forced to keep a schedule. I have to be there all day, right? So whereas when like when you're Comic-Con, when I just get to do what I do, I can sleep in, I can leave early, I can do whatever I want. But with the being there all day, I have to be there all day, every day. So I guess that would be a downside. But I also need to manage myself better and like take breaks and take a lunch and put a sign out like, hey, I'll be back in an hour, which I, I, I'm not always good about doing. So. Well, I'm sure that there have been other celebrities there that you were dying to meet. Like, can you tell us some of the people that you managed to to, to, to talk to or run into? Um, let me think. It. Uh, I guess Emily Swallow is at the, the Armor. That's a good example at Contropolis, New Jersey, because that convention, it wasn't as uh, separate, maybe, like the, the cosplay guests and the actual celebrities. So it was easy to go up to them and be like, oh, hi. And, you know, it was a smaller convention that I recommend that one, by the way, it was, it was really chill and fun. It was a new one this year. So that was, that was a cool experience. And then, and then, so then she came up to me at Fanny's of Boston. Like she remembered me from Contropolis. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is my life? You know, hmm. I guess that would be the, that would be the big one that I, someone I've gotten to, to speak to. And Chris Bartlett, who plays some of the droids in the man, in the, in the Mandalorian and, and Ahsoka. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're having fun with these conventions. Actually, this is the going, we're going on our third year with our podcast, and it's three years that we've actually been on creative stages. Yeah, our third anniversary is actually coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is it is a lot of fun. Um, it, it is work as well. Yes. You're right. Well, for us at least, because, you know, of course, we have to prepare and, you know, we have to sit in front of a an audience and be entertaining and you want to make sure that you don't, you know, lose anyone's attention and, yeah. you know, people getting bored with what you're talking about. So it's a little bit of pressure, but, you know, all in all, it's a lot of fun because, you know, there are so many people who are looking to get on the creator stage or the podcast stage. And, you know, we're just fortunate enough to be chosen. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, well, you know, I don't like, this you know podcast stage thing I, I we do <laughs> here's my favorite yeah. part yeah the airbnbs yeah when we're going away you know to different cities yeah we just love 
Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. You know, pick out a nice Airbnb and you yeah. know, spend a few days there beyond the convention so that we can maybe make time for sightseeing or go to the museum. So we make it a family trip. Yeah. yeah. Airbnb is such a weird concept when you think about it. So I, I guess some people just got together and they were like, hey, so you know how there's hotels where, where there's a bunch of different rooms you can go into? Well, I'm going to make my house a hotel, but you can't go in that room and the garage is not for you. <laughs> and I'm going to lock all my stuff in this go. closet. Right, yeah. uh, this furniture's chained to the floor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave you some Dollar Tree brand stuff, you know, <laughs> some, 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 some $2 candles. Yeah. You no know, way. I'll dust everything off. But we're not complaining. Shovel the obsolete thing <laughs> in the closet. And then you have to clean at the end. Some nice places. Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah, said something. My house. <laughs> But it's someone's house, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You said something about the podcast stage about you want to make sure people aren't bored. And I know that feeling from doing panels of you're looking on the audience and there's people who aren't looking up. And I I want to really make sure that you guys understand that sometimes you just people just want to sit down and listen. And just because they're not looking at you doesn't mean they're not listening. Right. People have people are taking that moment to sit. And they've been on the convention floor on a poor concrete floor and they didn't bring the right shoes and they're just sitting and they're getting to listen to you guys talk about Star Wars. And just because their head is down, maybe in their phone, it doesn't mean they're not listening. I know, I know the people who look up and nod are like gold and they're great, but just uh, never, I, just make sure you don't think that people are bored. People are having their moment of relaxation and they've chosen it to spend it with you guys. So... That's an excellent approach, right? Okay, that's, that's very big. That's very nice. Yeah, I, I, right that's now. that's that's a concern for me. But you're right. I never thought of it that way. That you know, these conventions. You know, it, so many hundreds of people are coming in, or thousands of people. Um, there aren't that many places for you to sit down, none, catch your breath. You know, and yes. This is where some people come in and they want to sit down and relax, and um, you know, they may be tired. You know, and it has nothing to do with our material. You know, it's just that, you know, it's, uh, and they're probably, and, and if they listen to your podcast, they might not be watching, right? Yeah. They might not, they might, they're, it's a podcast. Yeah. So I think it's okay is if, if they're just, you know, don't take it personally. I think that's a, that's what I make sure you don't, you know, I think it sounds great to me. I've, I usually don't have time to yeah. sit and, and, and be in a room, listen to a podcast while I'm at a convention, but it sounds like heaven. It just sounds like a great way to just, I'm just going to sort of. Just take it in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Next time we're at a convention, we should type up a schedule and like big 45 font and be like, we'll be here for this time and this time. And then that. after that, see you tomorrow. <laughs> we can do, that. do you not have a schedule when you do a podcast stage? I thought there there's not like time slots. No, we have time slots. It's just okay. like when we're at the booth and when we're not at the booth, just depends entirely like a funny story about boston there was this um restaurant like in the marriott the the society i think it was called but it was sauce society um like <laughs> the fun part is i am my phone and i would just like literally say all right bye mom i'm gonna go to the restaurant and i would walk down to the hotel I would go like out of the convention center around and then meet um dad and Maceo and they would be sitting there fine dining. They say in <laughs> Mon Calamari that was just absolutely to die for. Even when it was cold, it was still good. Yeah. yeah well, Do you call that, it Mon Calamari? 
Yeah, everything was in walking distance from the convention center in Boston. So, and yeah, I didn't mean Mod Calibur. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that you called it that. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just all wow. Star Wars nerds. I got it. <laughs> so you will be in Orlando next month. Do you have a schedule already planned now for the year, or are you? Not That's yet. such a great question. So I only started doing my first convention ever, ever where I was guest at was last June. This is still very new to me. Um, so I know you're like, suddenly I'm at Megacon, which is the biggest convention I probably will ever do. I mean, it's, it's so big and you say it's next month and I wish it was further. It's actually, I think we're leaving Tuesday. It's soon. I have a week from Tuesday. I have another week. Oh my gosh. I have another week. So I'm definitely doing Megacon. I would hope to go to ones I've read last year, which was Catropolis, New Jersey and Fanaxville, Boston. But I, I don't really know. I, I don't know how things change. I don't know what's going to come up for me. So I'm just checking out one thing at one uh, event at a time. Yeah. So, uh, but Megacons, that's a big one. That's my first four day convention where I'm a guest at. So I got to mm. pace myself. I definitely need the sign with the breaks this time. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this has been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Jen. Thank you so much. Are we done? Is that it? I had a yeah. blast. I could talk to you guys for longer. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, how about you guys? Are you, do you have a schedule for this year? Where are you guys going to be? Well, well, we're, we're yeah. going to go to Philly. We're hoping for San Francisco. Um, Fan Expo, you mean, when you say Philly. Yeah, Fan Expo. Yeah, the, the Philly show up here is just the best. Um, we're, we're shooting for Japan next year. Ooh. Boy, that's yeah. a big shoot. <laughs> and believe me, yeah. we are we are grasping at straws here. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, we're keeping hope alive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, you gotta yeah. keep hope alive. Yes, right. Yeah. Don't let it yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah. So Fan Expo Philly, maybe Chicago in the summer, and then uh San Francisco in the fall. Yeah, there's a reason Star Wars came out with the new hope. The first one died. <laughs> they let hope die. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not for us, but we'll see. Fan Expo Philly, that's May the fourth, I think, this year. Yeah, that would be it cool. May like the 4th. A exactly. Yeah. Very yeah, cool absolutely. way to celebrate. It's May the fourth, and I'm just going to be like levitating. <laughs> that's going to be exciting. So we're looking forward to that. Where can people find you, Jen? Oh, um, so it's I was totally not creative with my usernames. It's my name, Jen Markham. So at Jen Markham on YouTube, and at Jen Markham on TikTok. Instagram, I was late. Instagram was Jen underscore Markham. So, but I'm not as big there, so it's fine. <laughs> YouTube is the main thing. If you that's uh, Jen Markham on YouTube, so yeah, yeah, that's a major accomplishment to have over one million Thank subscribers you. on YouTube. So, uh, and it's well deserved. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's yeah. uh, when when you in your little intro called me one of, one of the biggest Star Wars creators on YouTube. I'm like, what me really? I was like, oh no, do I have to, should I be doing something more than what I'm doing? Anyway. It was a huge. It's it's I I I don't take it for granted, but I'm, I still can't believe it. Most of the days, it's been it's been great. So, yeah, thank you. All the best to you in Orlando. Thank you. All right, and thanks thank so much for having me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We'd love to have you back. Okay. Well, anytime. Yeah. Thank Guess you. Get back quick. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Jen Markham, content creator, trooper mom, and costume designer, cosplayer. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, everyone, who joined us and listened and watched this uh, podcast. Until next time, take care, and we and will we'll see, see you again. again.